Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80 percent less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up Quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's Quince.com slash upgrade. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello and welcome to another Out of Spec podcast. You join me and my friend Skylar. You guys know when we get together, we nerd out about Rivian stuff. Skylar is really, I would say, the leading Rivian expert that I go to whenever I have questions about the truck. Um, we've had a bunch of fun adventures together from tow testing and hauling and max payload testing here in Colorado. And uh, what I really wanted to do in this episode is discuss the Rivian Max Pack because in my impression, it's pretty lame. Like actually kind of disappointing what Rivian's done with the Max Pack. And so, Skylar, maybe you can give us a quick overview roughly of the numbers, what the large pack is, what the standard pack is. Because my understanding is the standard pack is a different cell chemistry being LFP. And then you have NMC for the the uh, you know large and then the Max Pack. And we're talking specifically R1S and R1T for this episode. Right. So I guess just just to start, um, Rivian does their EPA numbers all based on the 21 inch wheels and which is the the most efficient wheel option, followed by the 22s. You you lose a little bit. And then the least efficient wheel option is the one that I like the best, which is the 20 inch wheels with 34 inch all terrains, basically. But the the EPA rated range on the max pack is 410 miles, which the other thing about max pack that hasn't always been the case is originally the max pack was going to be available with a quad motor variant. Now the max pack is only available with the dual motor, which is already a little bit more efficient 
than the quad motor package as it is. So, I mean, kind of the logical conclusion there is that the max pack is not as max as it might have one been engineered or designed at one time. So they're able to get more mileage uh, over 400 miles of range in actually less kilowatt hours of, of battery pack. And that was the thing for us. So, you know, when Rivian first launched, for those who may not have been following the Rivian story, they only had one configuration of the truck and the SUV available, which was the middle-sized battery pack, which is called the large battery pack. And it's roughly 120, 130 kilowatt hours usable. Just under that is what I've been able to pull out of it. I think what most people are able to pull out of it. Of course, there's some buffers and it's closer to maybe 138 kilowatt hours gross, close to 140, which is a huge battery pack. I mean, we, we've been dealing with, you know, Model S with a 100 kilowatt hour battery pack. Whoa, that's so big. And then here comes along Truck World and the Rivian was one of the first electric trucks to launch and we have just leapfrogged in battery pack capacities and even beyond Rivian if you look at what General Motors is doing putting a 230 240 kilowatt hour battery pack in like every vehicle they're making it's like wow batteries are getting huge and um originally when Rivian launched this middle sized battery pack with the quad motor system this was the only way you could get the truck and it was like, you know, it wasn't even an option. And so many people were like first time EV buyers getting into a Rivian. Skylar, I know this was your first electric vehicle and range mm -hmm. is really the forefront of your mind before you live with one and understand that maybe there's more beyond just outright range. But the Max Pack always just seemed like, okay, no confirmed numbers, but like, yeah, that's the one you really want. If you're going to tow with the truck, use the truck, that was going to be the peak, but now the truck has been announced. I've had a chance to check it out and it doesn't seem like it's that much bigger than the large pack. Yeah. And I kind of said that all along. And if you're talking about a real world range difference of anywhere between 50 and 70 miles of range, depending on your wheel option, how much does that help you? How much of the time does that help you? Because a lot of people bring up towing and it's like, okay, so your actual range is going to be half in, in general, right? Just to generalize about half of your regular road range. So then you're talking about 25 to 35 miles of additional range while towing and what percentage of your usage pattern does that actually come in very handy and and that's the question the the other big thing to me is that right now public charging infrastructure is far from the best but access to the tesla supercharger network next year is going to be a huge thing. The other investments, um, including with the infrastructure bill and the NEVI program at, at a federal level, that's going to be putting a lot more chargers out there. My personal opinion is that 
you don't need over 400 miles of range for most people, for most use cases, especially once the road trip charging infrastructure is better. I totally agree. And and actually, as the owner, we both own large pack quad motor variants of Rivian. We've both taken them on road trips. We both use them, you know, I would say to the maximum capabilities of the trucks. Um, personally, for me, the range has never been a problem. I've never thought, oh, I wish I had another some X amount of range. What I've always wanted was better charging performance. Even when you get to a charger that can deliver everything the truck can get, which is about 212 kilowatts or even a little bit more than that, 215 kilowatts maximum. I'm like, ah, what, this is such a big battery. This thing like really needs 300 plus kilowatt charging, which is really only viable when you have higher voltage. And so the whole yes. idea about having higher voltage, the rumors that went on for years of MaxPak being an 800 volt system were smashed down when we learned that not only is the pack still a 400 volt system architecture, but that the format of the battery pack did not change at all. There is not one additional cell in the max pack over the standard battery pack in the truck. The only thing that has changed is the chemistry of the cells. They just said, oh, the supplier came out with a slightly more energy dense version. So let's just put that in, in the same configuration. They don't need to retool anything. They don't need a new pack, uh, you know, enclosure and then just ship it. So it, it still has the same cooling limitations with that central thermal plate cooling, which obviously we've learned from our road trips, the truck derates charging because it can't cool every bit of the cell. You have max gradient, huge gradient temperatures while charging. And I'm just like, this was Rivian's opportunity to really show the world their engineering prowess and to really make the trucks maybe not necessarily have a ton more range, but to have a ton more usable performance, especially in a towing or road trip scenario where that charging performance could have been so useful and so needed and having better thermal management. And then Skylar, I have to bring up as well, the price differential to get just this chemistry change is $10,000. Yeah, well, and actually... I feel like th that's what it was a long time ago, like even pre price increase from Rivian. So in my opinion, that $10,000, I mean, I, I wouldn't pay it because the other way to look at it is once there is charging available, right? I mean, how many additional charging sessions <laughs> does does that get you, right? I mean, I, I don't know, but I, I don't feel like 10,000 is that bad, especially because all the rest of their prices went up so much, but the Delta to max pack did not. Well, I would think, okay, 10 grand doesn't seem unreasonable if they were to change the architecture or add more capacity. But I think what was unknown was what you were actually going to be getting for that $10,000. And in this case, all you're getting is 50-ish miles of additional driving range on a 100% charge, which, as you know, as an owner, very rarely are we going up to 100%, maybe only a few times per year. 
But what it doesn't do is it doesn't help you with the road trip range. The thing is we do this new test and our viewers are familiar with it. It's called the 10% challenge. And the 10% challenge simulates how quickly an electric vehicle can actually road trip. So once you blow through the, your initial full charge range, of course you can go a little bit farther than a non-max pack truck. But what happens when you get to a charger at 10% state of charge, you plug in and all things are equal. You have a large pack and a max pack. And based off of our initial understanding of this battery pack and talking to the software guys and the charging guys, the charging speed is going to be identical between the two. And the reason is the battery pack voltage is the same and they are not currently going above 500 amps. So once you blow through that initial full charge range of the max pack, again, only an additional 50 miles, which sounds nice on paper, but in real world, the amount of range that you're adding during a charging session is identical. And so now you just paid 10 grand and realistically, the way the chargers are spaced, you're probably not skipping a charger with this extra 50 miles. And so your road trip time is the same. You're not gaining anything. Right. Right. And now there, there are corner use cases, right? Where you are charging up to full, where if you're towing or if you're in a very remote area that doesn't have charging available, where that little incremental additional range can make a meaningful difference for you, then go for it. But outside of that, I, I don't think it makes much sense. The other thing, we just did a podcast for our viewers who haven't checked it out yet. You and I just did a show on quad motor versus dual motor and our impressions on those. The quad motor is not available with the max pack. And I really truly think it's only because the range number would not be all that different than the large pack. I think it only has like another 30 or 40 kilowatt hours usable at the most is my impression. So by them locking it to the dual motor variant only allows for more efficiency across the entire discharge curve, which then gets them a little bit more and over more kilowatt hours. But of course, if you, you, if you're towing and you're using energy more quickly, the actual difference between a large motor, you know, quad, a large battery pack quad motor, which is what we pretty much came to the conclusion you should go for and a a, uh, you know, max pack dual motor, it's not going to be as big of a difference as people are expecting is my impression. I think you might see 30 to 40 miles while towing, which isn't that big of a deal. Or, or less than that, because another part of the reason that the, the dual motor gets better efficiency is because it's only the front motors that are active for a large period of time. However, in that dual motor variant, if you're towing, the rear motor is going to be engaged. So yes, there is going to be some efficiency improvement over the quad, but not as much as in regular driving scenarios with the dual motor variant. What I'm really surprised that Rivian did was even offer, my impression, is even offer this as the max pack. I would say if I were them, the way I would do this is new chemistry coming. I believe they buy all their cells from Samsung. So new chemistry coming from Samsung. Let's update the large pack because again, this is the same architecture 
and just give it an extra kilowatt, you know, a few kilowatt hours worth of bump and say, hey, there you go. This is the new chemistry. Large pack, things improve. Boom, there you go. And then the max pack, which has been rumored for so long, maybe not even higher voltage. It would have been great. But to really make this a max pack, 200 plus kilowatt hours. And, um, you know, even then I wouldn't recommend it for most people because I think the trucks have enough range unless you throw something on the back of it. And that is when it becomes a real pain in the ass to road trip with a big trailer in a Rivian and having extra range can help a ton. So I'll let you give us your final thoughts on this, Skylar, but I'm just, I don't want to say I'm angry, but I'm just feel like it's so unrivian to pull this type of, you know, $10,000 for a chemistry change that doesn't really improve the ownership experience. Yeah. So I, I get it though. I mean, Rivian is still a young company. They are still in um, simplicity mode. They're trying to keep things as simple as possible and produce as many vehicles as possible. So doing a different battery pack architecture would be a pretty big deal for them, especially when they already have an order backlog that they're trying to get by. So I, I understand kind of where they're coming from on this at least, but at the end of the day, it always boils down to what is the practical benefit to the customer. And I don't think there is a huge one for max pack and i i don't think there's a huge one today once the charging infrastructure is more prolific here in another year or two i think it's the the value of the max pack is almost zero in my opinion but i i also do understand why they're going to charge an extra ten thousand dollars for it because they need those margins and they they can get it in all honesty. Yep. I totally, there's going to be a more than they can satisfy number of people that are like max range, whatever it costs, I'm going for it. And it, they're just capitalizing on that, which is totally fine because that's your people know up front. Here's what I'm getting for the extra money, but the actual like read between the lines of, is it going to be faster on a road trip? I think the answer is no, it actually is going to take longer to charge it's like uh, the Rivian guys were saying it's like four or five minutes longer under a 10 to 80 percent scenario, mostly because you have the same amount of power, but more energy that you have to deliver to the vehicle. And so your road tripping experience is identical. But I, you know what? I think the real silent winner of all of this here is the LFP, the standard range battery pack. That seems like the one most people should go for because you can full charge that thing every day. Yes. And I cannot wait to see the confirmed, you know, market ready specs on that thing, because with, with ours, you know, you charge to 70% or I, I charge to 70% on a daily basis and I charge some more when I need it. However, with LFP, you can charge up to a hundred percent and you can have more daily range on the standard pack than what we use with the NMC chemistry just today. So that, that one's going to be really interesting to me. That one should be the one to go for. And one thing I actually really enjoyed when I was just over at the factory was learning that every Rivian EDV since January is using that LFP battery pack. 
So that was pretty fascinating that they are stress testing those things. And, you know, it's still a big question mark whether or not it'll get the tax credit or not, because it's uh, technically a Chinese battery pack and they actually do the final assembly in China. It's not just that the cells come in, but the entire packs are shipped on a ship ready to be installed uh, into the Rivian from China. So that's interesting. But uh, that's the winner. That's like for 99% of people, when that comes on the market, that's from a user perspective, so much less to think about managing battery pack state of charges for longevity. Like you had mentioned, you charge your truck to 70% every day. I honestly charge my truck to 50% every day. And only when I need more range, do I put it in longer just because it occasionally sits for very long periods of time when I'm traveling or anything like that. I usually keep it at 50%. Um, yeah, it's super interesting. And uh, I think you summed it up perfectly, which is yes, there are corner cases and there are plenty of buyers who have range anxiety, who are going to go max pack and they are not going to be disappointed. No one's going to complain about having more range, but if you're trying to be practical with your spending and maybe really think about a holistic picture, or if you're waiting for a max pack because you think it's going to be something measurably better than the current vehicles, my suggestion is get the large pack now. You're going to absolutely enjoy the truck. It does everything you need and more because I'm like a super heavy user. Skylar's a super super heavy user, and I've never had a range problem. I've just had a recharging time annoyance with the truck. And um, yeah, so so my recommendation is don't go for max pack. I really wish Rivian did something more exciting. And it's probably the one, really the only thing that Rivian has done that kind of annoys me a little bit. So any final thoughts, Skylar? No, I, I think we've covered it fairly well. I will tell you that there are members of the community that for a while were holding out for max pack, but decided to, that, that had those corner use cases and The feedback from them that I've heard from several of them is I am so glad I just went ahead. I was worried about all of those things, but that didn't turn out to be the reality. I am so glad that I'm in a Rivian now and I've been able to have it and enjoy it. And all those things that, you know, that I was really worried about haven't really been a big deal. Yeah, I would, I would agree with that. And of course, there's always going to be, you know, some people who want five, 600 miles of range. Me too, because that means your towing range could be 250 or 300 miles. That's the dream. If I could do 250 miles with a trailer on the back and recharge in 15 to 20 minutes, now we're in business, but we are so far away from that. Yes. Totally agree. Cool. Well, thanks for joining, Skylar. Thanks for all the insight. Thank you to the viewers who are watching. And let us know if you have had this conundrum and what your thought process is. Again, these are just our opinions. Of course, you're welcome to purchase whatever you would like. And we really hope that you give us feedback on what you purchase because it helps us review cars better. And come and join the community over at RivianStories.com and get opinions from a lot of people that have their Rivians already or and some that are still waiting for them. That's right. I'm on uh, rivianstories.com literally daily reading updates and everything. So check it out and uh, join us over there. Thanks, Skylar, for joining. We'll see you all on another episode soon. Bye-bye. Thanks.